0: Aloha, Ikela. Mahalo nui no kei a hui ana. Would you mind just, just telling me a little bit about yourself? Because we actually haven't ever met, <laughs> really. <laughs> but um, yeah, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, so
1: my name is Kayla Asing. I am originally from Kaneohe, Oahu. Oh. Um, Yes, I'm from Kane'ohe. I went to Castle High School. Um, I'm from the other side. Um, I married a Kane from Waimea, Hawaii Island. So we are living on Hawaii Island now in Hilo. Um, We have three keiki. My oldest uh, son, Kahalikuru, is going to be 10 next month. Um, our second child, Kaluhea, she's she's eight years old. And then we have our Muli, our youngest is, she just made two, her name is Leima Mane Ika'ohu Um they, My oldest two, they attend Navihio Kalaniopuu Hawaiian Immersion School in Kea'au. Um I work for Ahapunanaleo, Leo. So currently I am working in the office, the support office for all of our preschool statewide. So it's our Kenna, um, what would we call it? It's like our operations for preschool operations office, I guess would be the English. I'm starting to translate it into English, but um so I work in an office where I support the site directors and all of our um, Limahana, all of our um staff of our
0: 12 preschools statewide for Ahapunana Leo. And so uh, a little bit more about you growing up because you know when people get together it's like the who do you know game you know they want to like make (laughs) those connections but I think those connections are really important like some people make fun of people who do that but for me it's like no I want to (laughs) know and since you said you're from Kaneohe I mean I'm from Kailua so I don't know how many connections we would have but for others like um, Mm -hmm. if you don't mind sharing what year did you graduate what did you do in high school like what kind of extracurricular activities were you into
1: yes so I am um I've been dancing hula since I was four so hula is um always been a part of my life um my dad is a Hawaiian musician so naturally you know the daughter is the hula dancer so wherever Mm -hmm. we go my dad is singing Oh, I you know I have to get up and dance hula right it's just like a unspoken agreement Uh (laughs) if your dad is a musician so hula is basically you know what I I dedicated most of my life to dancing I um, competed in the marionette competition for a lot of years um, pretty much from when I was able to age wise uh, eighth grade all the way up through till I had my first child so every year that was you know something that we were dedicated to um I danced for hula halau Kamuela, so, um, you know, there was very high standards that we had to live up to dancing hula for that halau and and really be dedicated to what we were doing. So um, that was a big part of my life growing up. Um, I also liked to paddle canoe when I was younger and in high school, so I paddled... Um, in the Alawai <laughs> um, to start off and then when I we um, moved over to Kaneohe, I, I was able to paddle in Kaneohe Bay, which is really awesome to be able to see my onehana or, or where I'm from from that vantage point, you know, being out in the ocean and looking at the Ko'olau mountains is something I really miss living on this island. Um, on, uh, I live on the big island now, but um yeah, those are two major things that took up most of my time when I was growing up. Um, I graduated from Castle High School in 2003. Um, and that year, or it might have been 2002, there's kind of, you know, Kaneohe and Kailua are, you know, they're friends and sometimes they're not, you know, they've got that kind of rivalry. Yeah. But that was the year that we beat Kailua in the state football
0: championship. Oh, wow. I remember that, that was
1: one big thing. It was like a really huge deal because it was the winward battle of the winward side so um that was really fun to be a part of because I I was the statistician for the football team so I got involved that way um, you yeah, know the statistician I wasn't really too that yeah so the statistician that's kind of funny right so I would I would follow the coaches around and I would take stats of all of the players so like if this this number player made a tackle then I would make okay he made a tackle or this guy made a play so I would write down all the stats of the players because those are the kind of things that they would um, publish in the newspapers when like when they would write up about the games and stuff they'd have those um, that data so they could write up all of you know, keep the the stats for the the players. And then that's also what they would use like if they were going out for colleges and stuff, right? Or what are your stats? How much yardage do you have? And how many tackles? So I... um, I would follow the coaches around during the games and practices and 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 take those notes. So did you ever get yeah, like bribes?
0: Like uh, you know, the football player from a TV <laughs> and be like, Hey, can you uh can you add on a few? Whoa, like, oh, you see, me on on you? Guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take you out on a date or get <laughs> stuff like that.
1: Yeah, no, and it was funny because I really like watching football. Like even my family, uh, my mom's side of the family is really big. Um NFL football like the St- their Steelers fans they're Buccaneers fans actually so they were really stoked about the Super Bowl this year but it was kind of a way for me to get into football games free <laughs> actually is being a part of the team as a stat girl I was able to go to all the football games so that was um yeah that was fun
0: yeah, that's yeah. a really smart. I mean, that's always like you know, find the in, right? So you can get into those sorts of <laughs> yeah. Like, and I could ride on
1: the bus and have to find yeah. parking, so I got to ride up in the bus and go to the game yeah. be on you the field. hang out with
0: all the football. Yeah. You in the popular crowd. <laughs> I like yeah. your tactic there. Should have applied for that same position when I was in high school. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. how, how did you? Uh, how did you meet your husband? Or well, well, maybe this plays in. I don't know. Um, But how did you learn hawaiian and and you okay how does that i'm assuming maybe he has something to do with that
1: Uh, yeah maybe you know maybe Maybe. he has another country besides you know making children Um, (laughs) so i actually you know being a hula dancer you know language is automatically going to come into play or it should, you know, in your foundation, your Hula Foundation, language is a huge part because you really should know what you're dancing about, um, have a connection to it, not just dancing to put on a show, but really dancing it for yourself and knowing um, the places or the people or the things that you're portraying or the traditions that you're passing down. So, um, you know, language always came hand in hand with that. But I really formally started taking Um, Hawaiian language classes per se, I would say at um, Kamehameha Summer School. So I didn't attend Kamehameha school ever, but I I was able to go to summer schools for maybe three or four years from when I was maybe in sixth grade. Um, So that's when I really started taking Hawaiian language classes formally. Um, And for me, it um, it was really the teacher that made it for me, you know, like I've had, great Hawaiian language teachers throughout my entire educational career. And I think that's what was really helpful in keeping me wanting to continue to learn Um because they kept me motivated and they kept it, and not entertaining, but they kept it interesting, you know, because a lot of people say, you know, I didn't have the opportunity to learn Hawaiian, or I, I was, I didn't, emerging schools weren't available or Leo wasn't available when I was a kid. And, oh, I, I didn't have the opportunity, but for me, it wasn't that way i had all the opportunities you know and so i took advantage of it but what really helped was having really awesome teachers um, to keep that momentum and that interest so that when i, I didn't get as a summer school course and when i went into high school i took it as an a language elective all four years um, and then i continued on into college for my entire entire college i took all the way up to uh 400 level hawaiian so um for me, it was having really awesome Hawaiian language teachers, I think, is what really was the drive to keep learning from us from a young age, too. Yeah. And not learning Japanese like some of my <laughs> friends are Spanish, you know, just because you need the, the language credit. It was like, I really I want to take my Hawaiian language class like I want to keep going.
0: Well, so, well, let me ask you something about that, because I know you said it, you, you gave a lot of the credit to the teachers, but a lot of those opportunities were there for a lot of us and I didn't take those opportunities. So it says something about you too. So as a youth, like what, I mean, other, other than the fact that those opportunities were there, but why did you even, what, what made you do it? What made you, there must've been something inside of you.
1: Yeah. So hula was a big part of it, but it's also the community and the culture that you get attached to when you're in, um, a Hawaiian language class, I would say. So the, the class that I took at Kamehameha Summer School, we, there was this, the group of us that were in that class, we really developed a really strong relationship with each other as friends and as people who wanted to learn the language. And I mean, I think we were in sixth grade, but our teacher had us writing songs, like using a melody to a song and writing it in Hawaiian and just, you know, making it interesting and we were able to relate to it. And so we created that community and then we were like, we kept in touch. We're like, oh, are you going to take Hawaiian with Kumu so-and-so next semester? Okay, let's all take it. So it was like, we created this little community so that we could stay connected to each other. You know, we were from different schools coming to the summer school program. And then even when I moved on to high school and I was taking courses, we really, um, it's that bond that you create. It's almost like we had this, our own special little club. You know, we're like, we're the Hawaiian language class and we right. are like the best of friends. Um, we would go on trips. Like our, my teacher in high school, um, she would take us on excursions every year. We do a fundraiser. We have a hula uh, kind of ho'ike that we put on to help raise funds. And she would take us, she took us to Kauai and we stayed with her family for a week. And we just did, we ran around the island of Kauai, all the vahipana, all the special places that we learned about. Uh, we were able to chant in oli to that place. We were able to hula at that place. So it was taking Hawaiian language to that, that next step and creating a community and a bond and um, our own little ohana almost, you know, of just of po'e olelo Hawaii in high school, it was really awesome. And we're still friends today, you know, whether, I mean, even though it's probably just on Facebook messages and and this and that, but we have our own little group that we're like, hey, remember when we went on this to Kauai and we were the only little kiki that were all a Hawaii and all these people around us were like, wow, are they speaking Hawaiian? Like what's going on? yeah so I think it's it's really it it was really our little thing you know instead of it being like the cheerleading club or the jocks club we were like our own little Hawaiian language club so that kind of really helped too especially in high school and intermediate those are really awkward years for people you know to try and fit in and just be a part of something so when you find that we kind of just kind of stuck with it and we're like together yeah. yeah yeah
0: oh I love how you brought that up because I just that's so true <laughs> like I mean that's what makes a culture and a people and a language all wrapped into one so powerful is that community oh you can't have language without community yeah. I feel like you solved it all yeah. you answered all the questions or there people are. to talk
1: to you know or like yeah. practice with like if I'm around you Ola lo, Hawaii to me don't speak English you know <laughs> like
0: and even yeah. for me like like I'm honestly learning Hawaiian has been really hard for me because I'm not that like academic studio t- type, like stu- studio, yeah. studious type. Like I, I really don't like reading newspapers. Like I really, like I will, if I have to, but I'm like, please don't make me. And so the, yeah. thing that me the most is when I like get to meet with you or like, or even on Instagram, you know, t- typing back and forth with you in Hawaiian, like those sorts of things. I'm like, yeah. okay, I gotta, oh, she said this word. Okay. I gotta look it up. Or like, oh, I gotta, you know, keep learning. Or, Malu, how do I say this? Like, that's what yeah. keeps me going is community, not yeah. so much just, although I wish it was, I wish I loved just learning the language that's, it's been more <laughs> for me community than necessarily, than necessarily, yeah. yeah. Oh, but bringing in uh, my Kane, I'm still waiting to hear uh, your your Kane story, right? So- oh, yes.
1: Okay, so um, okay, so we're going back to the hula thing then. Okay, so I'm a hula dancer. So when I was in high school, I actually um, auditioned to be a hula dancer on the Star of Honolulu, which is a dinner cruise that goes out, we used to go out, I don't know if it's still running, I don't, even, I don't know, <laughs> off of Aloha Tower. And um, that was kind of like my first big job um, was dancing hula on that boat. And I made a friendship with... Um, one of the kane dancers on the boat. His name is Kiyoki Na Ili'ili. And so funny, today's his birthday. <gasps>
0: Kiyoki, Happy I birthday, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um so he best of friends you know he really helped to because he was a seasoned dancer already on the on the boat and this was like a new thing for me like oh my gosh I in front of an audience uh, dancing on a boat you know because you got to get used to the rocking and then keeping your balance and timing and all that and then wearing all these ridiculous costumes so um yeah so we made a friendship through that. And then um he uh so okay, so we were friends, we spent a lot of time together, and then a the summertime came and we would go to a lot of concerts like at Waikiki Shell. It was the time where they had those really awesome wine music concerts and go and play beach volleyball in Waikiki. This is sounding and like a love
0: got... triangle. Oh
1: gosh. I I love I so, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, anyway. Um, so then he had his cousins come over from the big island. And uh, kind of spend the summer with them. And uh, one of his cousins was my Kane, um, Kala. His name is Kala. So we then developed, you know, a little bit of a relationship that summer. And then he made the decision that he was actually moving to Oahu that summer. Um, He was coming off of his first degree in Hilo and then moving. He wanted to move into UH Manoa. So, um, yeah. So it was kind of like... Kyoki introduced us together and then we were all part of a um, a church so Kyoki's dad was our pastor and so we had our church family we had our hula family we had you know so we were kind of all connected that way and, and because Kala moved over that summer and we kind of just developed a relationship since then and that was gosh that was 2004 well actually 2000. that was the summer after I graduated high school so it was 2003. So we've been together since
0: 2003. <laughs> Congratulations.
1: Yeah, and we've been married since 2009. So it took him a while to pop the question, but <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah. does does he speak Hawaiian too?
1: He does. So he comes from, so his family, his grandfather is actually a Manaleo. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's a Paniolo, a Parker Ranch Paniolo. Is he and still alive? The he's still alive. Yeah, oh, wow. his name is uh, Allen funny. Lindsay. Yeah, he's still alive. Um, and then my Kane's mom, my mother-in-law, uh, Kauhiwai, she was actually one of the first Punanaleo Owaimea teachers when Punanaleo Owaimea opened up. Um, she was one of their first Kumu. And uh, my husband's youngest brother was one of the first graduates of Punanaleo Owaimea. So you know Olalo Hawaii is really strong in his side of the family, also. You know, coming from that culture, the Paniolo culture, you know, they kind of have their own Olalo Hawaii, kind of slacky Olalo Hawaii, <laughs> but you know, they would still use it in what they were doing for their job. And so it kind of just passed down. Um, you know, my husband's brother, Kamakoa Singh, he's a, a musician, um, and he's also um, really versed in Olalo Hawai'i, he was teaching it at UH Hilo for a little bit and Navihio Kalaniopuu, so yeah, his side of the family is really, um, really into Olalo as as well, so we were able to have that connection, you know, Olalo Hawai'i to each other, and when he entered into UH UH Manoa, at the same time I was entering into UH Manoa, we took Olalo Hawai'i classes some together, I was a little bit more advanced. <laughs> but, um, you know, and so tutored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he started dancing hula for Namamo um, Hulu for Sunny Ching's So, you know, and he got into hula, and that really boosted, you know, our opportunities to use our olelo and have a bigger community to have that olelo um, shared with. So,
0: yeah yeah well you guys have like so many <laughs> connections it's almost like how could it not have happened <laughs> it was right um, definitely meant to be <laughs> so so where does uh i'm assuming but where does hawaiian language been into your home now where would how how uh yeah how would you say it fits into your home today
1: well, it's it's a it's a major part of our household. You know, we really um, we it, it we took it a step further when we started having children. You know, we made the commitment um, when we had our first child. We were living with my parents actually in Ewa Oahu, and when we were living there, and you know, I was Hapai. I was like, okay, you know, okay, we're gonna we're gonna our children are gonna be educated in O'olelo Hawai'i. It's gonna be their first language. This, you know, it's you speak, I speak. It's just it wasn't something that we really had to have a really conversation about because it was just like, okay, we're having our first child. Okay. Let's get, let's get on the roll. Where are we going to, where's Punanaleo? Where, how are we going to sign up? What are we going to do? And um actually, so when we are living in Eva, the closest Punanaleo to us was in Wai'anae. <laughs> so we were like, okay, this is like, okay, we got to go from Eva to Wai'anae every day. We're going to do it. Like it wasn't really, we thought about it for a little while. We're like, okay, this is really, we got to drive, but, for us, it was like, this is what we got to do, you know, unless we're going to start putting a Leo in our community right now, you know, that we're going to make the commitment. And if Olelo is going to be his first language, then this is what we have to do. So we did. And it was really, really awesome. I mean, because unless you're like going to the beach or you have family and why and I, you don't really go to Waianai. <laughs> you know, kind of just like...
0: You're telling a Kailua girl.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> people know that you're not from Waianai and Nanakuli, so they're like, what are you doing here? But um, we really made awesome relationships with people in Waianai, you know, being part of that Punanaleo community there and just being able to drive out and the Ka'ala mountains and getting to know all the Vahipana on that side and so much history that people, you know, don't even really realize how much more olelo come there and how much come from Wai'anae and um, yeah, being able to be a part of that community was really awesome. So um, yeah, shout out to my (laughs) Wai'anae (laughs) family. Yeah, it was really my ka'i. And olelo, you know, they really have a really strong community in Wai'anae of Po'e Olelo Hawaii. Um, And you know they're so proud of their place and so it really helps you to be proud of your olelo when you're proud of your place also Mm -hmm.
0: so So with your i see this is a question i haven't i get a lot but i don't have a lot of experience in with your Mm -hmm. kids have they pushed back at all with speaking hawaiian speaking english because um i know i know parents ask me like oh my kid doesn't want to speak hawaiian and i'm trying but have you experienced that at all with your kids getting older Oh yeah. Yeah, because my
1: parents, yeah, my parents don't speak Hawaiian per se. Like my dad is a Hawaiian musician, so his extent of Olalo Hawaii is singing Hawaiian music, right? But he doesn't really, I wouldn't say he's a speaker of Hawaiian, neither is my mom. They're learning. Um, the pandemic actually has forced him to take these online classes, which is really awesome. She always FaceTimes me, and like, I took my own Hawaii class today, and oh, it's awesome. But um, so my my children were they're I would say they're bilingual because they have English speaking family members that they have, you know, they communicate with. So um, I would say not so much a pushback where they don't want to olelo, but sometimes they they are in that space where they have to go, Okay, tutu hikia tutu ke olelo, tutu ke olal Hawaii, olelo Hawaii to her. Or if they're spoken to in olelo Hawaii, they'll answer in olelo. But um, it was never really a pushback. Something that is kind of funny with a pushback, though, is they're quick to correct you <laughs> because they're so i mean they're learning it it's their first language they're learning it from an early age and i learned it school academic wise first right it's not something that it was taught to me when i was learning how to speak so sometimes i'm like okay and i see something and they're like mama my kumu doesn't say it like that you know so i'm like oh okay so they're quick to be able to kokua and help because they're you know that was their first language and they're like i know how to say this you need to learn um <laughs> but you know sometimes we do have to remind them like olaka makahale Ola hawaii is the language of our home but we don't necessarily discourage either because you know my son is at an age where he he's really um getting into a lot of things with science and STEM and he's really interested in how things work that way scientifically so sometimes it's hard to explain um, certain things for me because I don't know all the terms you know that are used in all of for scientific things per se but he's learning them in school but you know when he asks me things um, and he wants to know how things work then I'll explain it to him in English but I'll say you know it's like blah, 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 blah in Hawaiian, you know, and so I'll, I'll, I'll relate it to something so that he can see it from his kuaniki or his perspective of olelo, but understand it in English. And, and so, um, yeah, you know, not so much a pushback of not wanting to olelo, not in well, not at this age, they're still young where they have to listen to what I say and do what I say. And not, I don't get too much of a, a pushback that way, but, um,
0: yeah. Oh, follow up question then because my kids are still young Peely's three my son other sons my other son I only have one son my son is two <laughs> uh yeah did you see since you know your kids you spoke Hawaiian to them it was their first language how did English did you worry about the English like what was the path like for them mm-hmm. to be bilingual how long did it take um uh, I, I didn't yeah. yeah,
1: I didn't worry so much, but because we were living with my parents when our first was born and then our second was really young, um, we were a part of um, the Tutu and Me program before they were able to enter to Leo because I wanted them to have that social interaction, right? Um, and so a lot of the curriculum with Tutu and Me incorporated Hawaiian, but it was all, oh, you know, they spoke English, the teacher spoke English. So being in that program, they heard English that way. They heard English talking to my mom, or I would say, you know, all the vocabulary words I would or I would Hawaii to them, but then they would hear English. So they almost picked it up at the same time. And so my son, you know, by the time he was maybe two or three, he could say the alphabet, the, the English alphabet, you know, sing the ABC song. But then once he went into Punanaleo and went into Hawaiian immersion school for kindergarten, he was like, I don't know the alphabet, the English alphabet. And I was like, Ale pili kia. it's not not a problem. You know, this is your curriculum at school. You learn a we Hawaii. We're, we're in Ohana Olalo Hawaii. It's OK if you don't know the alphabet. You know, like you don't have to worry about that. Um, and so. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It was almost as if they were learning it at the same time, but they knew with which part of the family to Olelo, Hawaii, and which part of the family to namu Pelikania with. Um, And what was really cool, you know, when they started to like translate for their other kupuna, like, so their other grandfather doesn't speak Hawaiian, but he wanted them to speak. But then he's like, okay, but tell me what you said. And so I would sit there and I'd be like, oh. And so then they would and they would say, oh, papa, it means da da da. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's how I could really see like their brain working. Like, yeah, that's exactly the translation of that, you know. And just being able to express that at a really young age, I thought was really um, a really interesting take on it because then I could, I, I'm like, I know you know what I'm saying in Olelo, but, you know, If you're ignoring me, you know what I'm saying. But. um, yeah, the fact that they're able to kokua and translate at a young age was able to see in their learning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, oh my gosh, the time went by so quickly. I just wanted to grab you for 30 minutes. So I have I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. This has been amazing. Like this has been so amazing. So I have I do have one more question and then um at the end I would like you okay. to share about like you where people can find you and all that. Um but before that, my last question is for people learning like starting out moms let's direct it to moms what is like one thing i mean there's like so many things to you can do every day to learn hawaiian and strengthen it Mm -hmm. um what is one thing that you would recommend that maybe worked well for you for your personality type something for for you that you would recommend to others that they could do you know moms are busy i don't know whatever you think would help a mom learning hawaiian what would you suggest
1: What's really helpful, and it's something that um, being a part of the Punana Leo program has really helped our family, is songs, mele, and just like real simple songs in Olala Hawaii, like simply just doing the colors, the color song, Maka Olala Hawaii, and doing it over and over again, or get, finding a kid's Olala Hawaii CD and playing it in the car, and that's the only thing you play you know, from when you go from your home to the store. And then, you know, that becomes something that that you do regularly. And just hearing the same songs um has been really helpful. Just learning pronunciation and learning, um, you know, it's just something you can sing while you're in the bathtub, or you know, it's 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 you bedtime. can do it anywhere. Yeah, bedtime. bedtime. And so incorporating things into songs uh has really been helpful. And then it, it encourages memorization and um you can put motions to it. So I think... Oh, we're getting crazy now. We're not all hooligans. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, you know, when you do Pee you know, Itty Bitty Spider, then you can, you know, put motions to that. And then that they can correlate, okay, this song is about the spider. So like my daughter who's two now, sometimes she's still learning how to, you know, say words and communicate um, so we can understand what she really wants. But sometimes she'll make the motion like, okay, you want a many? And then she'll go... Mm, like this so i know so they can correlate the motion with the the word um and the song so i think
0: songs are a really really awesome way to um start incorporating olala hawaii i love that i where could we find those songs like if we're not in punanaleo or don't where do you have any resources that we could like find those songs
1: yeah, I mean not not off the hood, not off the top of my head. Um, Maybe you can make them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you make I, I can
1: make them. I could have my brother in law make them, right? Um, so your dad could play, and you can. Yeah, exactly. say
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean you could probably search them on YouTube. I haven't really looked on YouTube for those kind of songs. You know, Punanaleo put out a CD back in the early '90s that was called Paikaleo. So sometimes you can find those in like. Um, Hawaiian language, or Hawaiian bookstores, you know, like, um, what is that Hawaiian? Namiah Hawaii, Na they might have it. Yeah. So it's called Pai Kaleo. Um, and it, it would come with a CD. I think now it comes with a digital download and it has all the words and the chords so that you can learn to play it on the ukulele. Um, yeah, yeah. I would say try to I've look for those, um, yeah, I'll put on a website. You know, you can go on there for resources. We have our distance learning program, our Nūlāhiki online distance learning program, and it's a database of all kind of digital songs and and books that are. You know, you can look up on the website. So that's something and to consider to, also uh, for people who are not to- in our Punana program. Yeah, it's our distance uh-huh. learning option.
0: I'll yeah. Have to reach out to some uh, some teachers maybe, or maybe you can hook me up with some teachers who wouldn't mind making a little video putting it on youtube yeah i think you could do it <laughs> i think you could probably do it yeah. um yeah that's a wonderful piece of advice so thank you so much and kayla where can uh, our listeners find you and connect with you i know you have a small business that you run so yeah. please go ahead and share
1: yeah, so my small business um, on Instagram is Ohi Alaka. I've been kind of a little bit on a hiatus because of the birth of my third child, you know, that I always plays to getting things done. But um, I sell a couple of my things on Etsy when I have time to post it on there. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, Ohi Alaka. And then if you call the Ahapunanaleo office, um, <laughs> you might get me there. So if you have any questions about enrolling in preschool or any other resources that I can connect you with um you can call the ahapunal office and ask for me mm-hmm. and I'll want to to <laughs> <No>. yeah, <laughs> i want to talk story
0: yeah this <laughs>
1: yeah a break from any zoom meeting is you know perfect for me
0: <laughs> well awesome so everyone um yeah go ahead and go follow okay alaka is that right
1: yes no uh, no
0: diacriticals though it's just oh yeah. yeah i don't think you can do those on uh, on instagram I know. but okay. yeah <laughs> well and so okay so oh my gosh I just like I want to re-watch this right after and just like <laughs> chop it up into lots of little things so I can just send it out but thank you thank you so much I'm gonna go ahead and um if you have any last words and then I don't know do you have any last words
1: no I just mahalo for this opportunity you know to connect um you know we connect a lot through um social media and I love your products and just you know communicating that way but to have this kind of interaction this chance to voila out and talk story with each other and make these connections is something that's really powerful and really important especially now when a lot of people are connecting through technology nowadays you don't you don't have that physical but if we can just have a lot to talk story and and find out a little bit about somebody you you feel like you know so well just because you have this connection somehow and now you're really able to Just have a conversation is is really awesome. So thank you for reaching out,
0: (laughs) and thank you so much to you. I just want to say another huge mahalo to Kayla for her giving of her time and her stories. I felt so inspired to to learn from her and her experience with raising her kids, speaking Hawaiian with her husband and with her family, and uh, bringing raising her kids with Hawaiian immersion school. So. Thank you, Kayla. Please, all of you listeners, we would really, I would really appreciate it if you took time to hop over to Instagram and find her at Ohi Alaka and just send her a quick thank you message, you know, or you tag her name underneath this post so that she knows how appreciated she is for sharing these stories and helping to uplift us all in the Olala Hawaii community. So mahalo nui ya okono ka ho'olohe anamai ike'i Aloha a hui ho.